Thank you for joining me, Katie Feeney, for my Sing My Soul podcast, a time to connect to your soul and hear the song that's within you. On Tuesdays, I tell stories from my memoir, Three Fingers Cove. As the stories continue, I'm getting close to the time in life when I left Three Fingers Cove for other adventures. The chapters that made up my children's book have long since passed, so I've had some memories to revisit and some writing to do. Today's chapter talks about important people in my life. There are people in life, especially in our formative years, whose voice can echo in our hearts forever. The Friars at Christ House were some of those people for me. I can still quote their homilies, and even offhanded comments they made were sometimes like a light bulb in my mind and heart that still direct my inner voice and actions. There was the friar who sat at our dining room table telling us the story of St. Francis. I remember gasping when he told us that St. Clair cut her hair off as a sign of poverty. I had long, waist-length, beautiful hair. And there was the friar who made banners with sayings that were funny, silly, inspirational, but all life lessons. And then there was the friar who left Christ House for other assignments but who remained in touch with me and was a very faithful pen pal. He let me work out my teenage philosophy and thinking and wrote back every week with feedback and encouragement. I didn't save the letters. I got rid of them in a poverty exercise a long time ago. I kind of wish I had. But the wisdom and the patience and the friendship he gave me still lives in my heart. A lot of who I am and how I think can be traced back to that correspondence and connection. One constant in our house and also in our church was the music of John Denver. We loved him the melodies, the beautiful lyrics, and the deep meanings we could apply to the songs. My sister Jeannie decided to write to Annie Denver and invite her to Christ House. She told her about the community and how much we loved John's music. Jeannie didn't have an address, but we knew Aspen was home base. So with childlike trust in the U.S. Postal Service, she addressed the envelope simply Annie Denver, Aspen, Colorado, put a stamp on it and sent it off. Life was busy and we went on, but there came the day, it was a feast of St. Francis, when we always pulled out all the stops. Mr. T would enlist members of the band for a brass quartet, timpanies, flutes. I was singing a special meditation after communion of simple song from Bernstein's Mass and the choir had put in many extra hours practicing. After Mass, everyone was asking each other, Did you see Annie and John Denver? My eyesight has never been twenty twenty, so no, I didn't see them. But everyone swore it was they who sat 
in two of the stalls across from the choir, right up front. I was glad they came on a day when the music was so spectacular, and I was glad for Jeannie's faith and childlike trust. It worked. As with most things in life, there were some challenges around life and community at Christ House. One of them was this lovely, faith-filled woman who thought she had a beautiful voice. But even to this day, I have never heard anyone who sang so loud and so off-key at the same time. For Father Richard, who was in charge of the music and his nickname was Cecil B. Houston, it was a great lesson in humility, I'm sure. He worked hard, and so did the choir, to make everything spectacular. On regular Sundays when the choir wasn't singing, this woman's voice filled the church. You could hear her no matter where you were sitting. Naturally, she joined the choir and was its most faithful member, and she sang her heart out in every song and she always tried to sit closest to the microphone. I was the only one in the choir who could sit in front of her and not get completely thrown off by her wrong notes. My mother, also a member of the choir, lived in fear that people would think she was the one making that horrible racket. If she ended up sitting in front of her, she would just mouth the words. Father Richard came up with a way around having this poor woman on every song, while at the same time not hurting her feelings. He created a select choir that would sing on special songs. Needless to say, she was not selected, but neither were my mother and I. So when the select choir would sing, the select would stand and gather around the microphone, leaving me my mother, this woman, and one or two others sitting with empty stalls all around us. One of the retreats given at Christ House was for 8th graders, and it was called a mini-search. It was a one-day retreat, and the kids would not only have some good small group discussions— but also have a good time. I was lucky to be asked to be part of the mini-search team. The team consisted of a great married couple, young adults, and me, a high school kid. They were very patient with me and included me in everything. I was so lucky to be part of this group. For me, the highlight was in the fun we had planning the retreats and in our meetings, which were more like parties. It gave me a different dynamic, not so much the prayer group socializing that I had at the other times, but enjoying time with a group of great people who were a lot of fun. One year a friar came, Brother Bob, who was a graduate of Boston Conservatory, He was a gentle spirit and had a great gift of music. My mother asked if he would be able to teach me, and he was given permission. What a gift that was for me. He gave me 
a whole nother perspective on voice and on playing the piano. Life was moving forward fast and time marching on, and he helped me get ready for college auditions, which were just around the corner. There are still songs I sing and play today that I hear his voice in my mind and heart. Another lifelong connection. One of the things about Franciscan spirituality is not to get too attached to things and people of this world. Because of this, the friars transferred to new assignments regularly. It was never easy, but for me, it seemed to get harder every year. The transfers were usually announced in August, and then happened quickly. In the August before my senior year in high school, we celebrated my parents' 25th wedding anniversary with a big surprise party. In the end, my father wasn't surprised because he had to help us with it, but my mother was very surprised and happy. We still have great pictures from that day. Toward the end of the day, a couple of the friars we were close with told us they were moving on. It hit me real hard. I remember crying hard that night before I slept. But there was actually a lot to cry about that day, and I think the friars' transfers helped bring it to the forefront for me. My mother's cancer had been diagnosed. Our dog Jolie had died that summer. And I was heading into my last year at Three Fingers Cove. I remember thinking that night that soon nothing would be the same. Thank you for joining me for this episode of my Sing My Soul podcast. Please do me a favor and rate and review the podcast. It helps spread the word. And check out my website at katiefeeney.com for links to my albums at SoundCloud, my meditation app in the Apple Store, and my Patreon page, the way you can help support the podcast. God bless you and your families.